the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Under a minute. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it's 12.06 on what is a very pleasant, sunny Wednesday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to uh, welcome everyone in who's also watching our live stream on Facebook Live. Behind me, you see the Den of Thieves, the Rhode Island State House. <coughs> if you want to watch the live stream, and then you can participate with other people that are watching it, just find the page on Facebook. It's John DePietro Show. If you are on the Facebook page, I ask you to click the like button. And one of the biggest reasons is that way you get notified when we go live. For instance, this morning, I went, I should have gone last night, but I uh, this morning we were live um, doing a Facebook Live outside of the law office of what was the law office of House Speaker Joe Sakachi, where there's an arson investigation underway. We're going to tell you about that and a lot more. I want to be very clear. Uh, I, I don't know who's behind it. But the whole thing is very, very suspicious, to say the very least. And if I have to lead the media, then I'll lead the media. But I've been talking with people. This thing is, um, well, we'll, we're going to get into it. But this portion of the program on this delightful Wednesday, folks, it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, today would be a perfect day to be outside, do some work in your yard. It's actually a little cool. That's not a bad thing. Get some work done. You won't get too hot. Hibiscus bushes, mandevillas. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, mulch, loam, stone. Uh, stop it and see them. They are Rhode Island's number one garden center. Good afternoon to Debbie and Stephen Jr. and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. They're great on Facebook. And then, if you like, you could ring them up, give them a call at 295-4399. Shop local. They have a beautiful, fantastic selection. They're very thoughtful. They even had some palm trees. If you want to add a little flair to the pool area, it's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Folks, good afternoon. Now, uh, I do want to mention the website because I'm the first one to do a posting on it. (coughs) Excuse me. I should have gone last night. I did not. Uh, I was working on something else. So, yeah, that's right. We will talk about the Providence Administrator. That whole story is, uh, I don't know what to make of that. But you can see on the website, petro.com was it arson on the office of the Speaker? Folks, we've entered new territory here in Rhode Island where I, I don't see how it's not. And I'll explain in just a moment. Don't forget, petro.com the website, which is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and see Steve, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Uh, easy to get to right off of Route 37. Stop in and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture, Post Road in Warwick. You know, I do want to play th- this story regarding this school administrator in Providence. I don't know how this guy, <laughs> I don't know how this guy ever got hired. And um, and it, it was just, um, uh Oh, I, I also want to see. There's a lot of news on this Wednesday. Officials ID. Who are these people? I don't know them. Luann Cole, 66. Robert Puncha pulled from the water. They um, they flipped over. But I want to play the Providence School Administrator known for toe popping. Charged for forcibly rubbing a stranger's toes. This is such a bizarre story. High-ranking Providence School Administrator. And I, I don't know how someone like this... You know, that's that's an odd uh, qualification, if you will. It certainly 
singles them off, accused of pulling off someone's shoes and rubbing their feet. Now, I don't know if this is a custom somewhere, so I don't want to jump to conclusions. But the news today brings us to Warwick. Uh, Edge Fitness, Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Edge Fitness. Not sure what that is, but Bald Hill Road. He's 40 years old. Alinka Algy. He's the network of superintendent secondary schools in Providence, overseeing the school's middle and high schools. He reports to Superintendent Harrison Peters. So this Warwick police report details the allegations against him. Alleged victim told police that this L-A-L-E-G-E-L-G asked them about the sneakers they were wearing. NBC10 will use them in pronouns in reference to the complaint, whose identity and gender and age were redacted from the police report. Oh, for crying out loud. While I was answering, he proceeded to grab my right heel and remove my shoe without asking. He then put his hands inside my shoes, feeling the soles. He then asked me if the shoes caused blisters, he told police. Then once again, before I could answer, he grabbed my right heel, removed my calf-level sock. Put the sock down, proceeded to massage up and down my feet for 30 to 45 seconds. Boy, these look like comfortable shoes. The complaint told police they pulled their foot away, put the sh- put on and, and headphones to avoid interacting with them. Hey, do you get blisters on these shoes on the on your calf? The complaint noted that they they continue to work out in the turf area. Walked away after a couple of minutes. He's still there. My only other interaction with him is when he walked by me. I was on another machine. He smiled, winked at me, and said and winked at me as he walked by. The complaint wrote they called their parents to pick them up. These are just some some. Young kids. Now, I don't, I'm going to check the Channel 12 story. Um, I'm not sure if we know if it's boys or girls. So, uh, picked their parents, told the father what happened. They returned to Ed Fitness, speak to the management. Police reported officer contacted him for questioning, responded to work police headquarters. He acknowledged being a member at Edge Fitness, acknowledged his membership privileges are recently terminated due to a physical situation. Unwanted foot massage on minors. Once questioning turned to the actual incident, the suspect, the response to the questions became very deliberate, slow, and he looked at the ceiling around the room as he attempted to answer. Suspect ALEGE, allege, also said he was unaware how the victim's sock was removed from the foot, but he did acknowledge it was possible he removed the victim's sock. Police wrote Edge Fitness was able to identify alleged by a a scanned gym card as he was leaving. Police listed surveillance video as evidence. He came to Providence from a temporary school district where the superintendent was chief of schools prior to the start. His work has been called into question after 2009 newspaper reports surfaced by an unusual method of discipline. He was accused of squeezing or popping the toes of misbehaving students sent to his office. You were late for class. Now take off your socks and let me pop your feet. He said it was all in good fun. Upon being informed of recent allegations, the district placed him on administrative leave. Uh, So he's on paid leave from the Providence schools. So that's a bizarre story. Now, let me see if Channel 12 provides. You know, I I think this is unfair. If I had known that they were going to be like this, I would have contacted work police and got a copy of the police report myself. But let me see if Channel 12. Are we asking too much that... um, that we, we know the gender here. So a high-ranking Providence School Administrator, the history of toe-popping, 
arrested uh, forcibly giving a foot massage to, oh underage male at a gym in Warwick all right so channel 10 would not identify gender Warwick excuse me channel uh, channel 10 would not channel 12 does court records show work police arrested Providence Network superintendent I know I'm butchering his name his last name is A-L-E-G-E Algae his first name is Olinka after a man and his son contacted law enforcement uh, approached the underage male. See, this gets a little bit better. Work gym. Hey, can I ask you about your shoes? Do you get blisters here? Let me take your shoe off. Uh, juvenile male. Imagine the kids there working out. How old do you think? 15? Most of the time, I think you have to be at least 16 to work out at a gym, I think. I'm not sure. 15, 16. Picked up his right foot. Took a shoe off without asking permission. Grabbed the heel of the male's foot. Pulled off the sock, began to massage his foot 30 to 40 seconds, tried to pull a foot away. The man, male would not let the foot go, was able to remove the foot. He moved away, continued to work out, trying to uh, avoid interacting, uh, you know, interacting with this man. The only other interaction was working on a machine when he smiled and winked at him. (laughs) What a nut. Good thing he's not around children. Oh, wait a minute. He's a superintendent in Providence. He said there was a video surveillance that supported the allegations. So he's charged with simple assault, battery, and misdemeanor. He did not respond to questions. Well, police records show they interviewed him after it. Since in the person's shoes, they were flats. Couldn't remember. was him or the, I don't remember who took the shoe off. He denied rubbing the victim's bare foot. Did acknowledge touching it. Just a second, he actually touched the victim's barefoot, denies rubbing it for a prolonged period. I was only rubbing it for like 40 seconds, because that happens. Uh, he was hired by Superintendent Harrison Peters. And then they have that incident of the toe popping. Five boys told a deputy King High assistant. He asked them on numerous occasions, take off a shoe and socks behind closed doors, allow them to pop their toes. They said it didn't hurt, but they didn't like it either. What does that mean, toe popping? I'll have to Google that. Sun Sentinel, bad grades, toe popping is the answer. So, you know, folks, this certainly sounds like a lot of this has been going on. Uh, it wasn't unusual for Tampa's King High School students to be called to the assistant principal's office when their grades slipped. When some boys with lagging scores left his office, they described a punishment that was unusual. And the uh, punishment was that of this this so-called toe-popping that they're talking about. Now, I don't know exactly what that... He squeezed their toes. That is so bizarre. Um, five boys said they asked a numerous question, take off a shoe and sock. Can I pop your toe? Didn't hurt, but they didn't like it. Popped his toe about 20 times. Happened so frequently, he often just offered his foot upon entering the office. Another said he popped toes by pulling them out and bending them down. He said he told him he could not hit, so toe popping was a form of punishment. The uh, man said it was all in good fun. (laughs) The district did not consider the toe pulling to be corporal punishment. And he needed the harm to student. Well, it's there's something odd about it. The principal told him to cut it out. What is, um, let me just Google that, toe popping. I'm unfamiliar with that term so he touches the toe and bends it so to speak don't worry folks we are going to get to the arson but this story is definitely a little uh, bizarre toe popping so how about the state fire marshal
Churchill said, we may never be able to, we may never be able to, to tell. <laughs> we may never be able to tell what, what caused the fire. Uh, who, who, what is this toe popping? I don't understand what toe popping is. Is there a video on it? Nope. How to adjust your big toe. It all seems to be about arthritis and toes, but it also seems to be a form of massage. So toe pops. Is this someone doing it? Let me just watch it, folks. Again, good afternoon. Here I am at Juan. It's John DePietro. Let me see this. Um... Okay, so there's someone. You just, oh, you pop the toes back. Now, the way she's doing it that I'm watching, it doesn't look sexual, but she's doing her own toes. So I don't know what to make of that. So, all right, we're going to, um, I don't know what to make of that story, but I do want to, um, I want to get to the, the, the main thing about the arson, because if you go to the website, petro.com, I was there this morning. Now, listen, I'm not an arson investigator, but there's something very odd. How, when was the last time a law firm caught on fire? Does anyone remember the last time a law firm was on fire? When's the last time a, a, a law firm in Warwick was on fire? The answer is never to both. A fire? Who has a fire these days? You know, unless there's an electrical problem, but there's sprinklers, there's smoke alarms. This business, so when has a law firm been on fire? Does anyone remember the last time a law firm anywhere in Rhode Island was on fire? When's the last time? So there's never been a law firm on fire. There's never been a law firm in Warwick on fire. And now all of a sudden we have this. Let's go to the uh, Channel 12 story. The building where Speaker of the House Joe Shikarchi's law firm is located. And 12 News reporter Kate Walsh has been tracking the situation in Warwick. She joins us live from the scene with an update. Kate? Well, as the sun starts to rise here, we can really see the smoke coming from the building still behind me. Especially as the wind picks up, we can see it more clearly. You can see a police officer blocking off the parking lot here. We're being kept off the scene, but as we take a closer look, you can see the windows all knocked out and the roof has caved in. This building just gutted by the flames last night. And we were told that this was where Speaker of the House Joe Chikarchi's law office unit is located. His spokesman said he was actually in a late legislative session last night and upon getting home in Warwick, he got a call from Mayor Frank Picosi that the building where his law office was located was on fire. This is on College Hill Road, right off of Bald Hill Road and near CCRI. Warwick Fire Chief Peter McMichael said the call came in for a fire outside the building, but they found the building to be engulfed in flames and now it's considered a total loss. Now, no one was inside at the time, but he said a firefighter did have to get checked out for a minor injury to his lower back and that it took hours to make sure the flames were fully out. So the investigation into the cause of the fire is really just underway. We're not ruling anything out right now. The uh, state fire marshal's on scene, Lord fire marshal, as well as uh, war police, and uh, yeah, a, a joint combined investigation uh, and to determine the cause of the fire. 
Speaker Shikarchi sent out a statement overnight saying, in part, quote, I am so grateful no one was in the building and that there were no injuries sustained in fighting the fire. I have no idea about the cause and don't want to speculate. I will let the professionals do their job. And I did reach out to the state fire marshal's office this morning, waiting to get an update from them as they continue to investigate. But we were told last night by the fire chief that this was a structural intent integrity issue. They weren't sure if they'd be able to get in fully to investigate because the roof had collapsed inside. So we're going to stay on scene here this morning and update you as soon as we get that new information to us. Live in Warwick, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. All right, now I want to update everybody, folks. Now, uh, Kate Walsh from Channel 12, who you just heard the report, Kate Walsh, she tweeted out this morning, folks, this is what I deal with. Now, I don't know her. Okay, she's there. I was there at 7 o'clock. I think I saw their car, but I don't. I was right there. If you go to DePetro.com, you can see the video that I posted, which is pretty extensive. By the way, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue. Stop it and see them. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. The place is terrific. I was there recently. Great food, great atmosphere, fully compliant. The Coesed Inn. Bar, restaurant and bar now open daily, noon to 12 noon to 10 o'clock at night. Full menu available or for takeout. Stop it and see them. There's a direct link right at the website, petro.com. But I want to get to um, Kate Walsh. Uh, let's see. First, she tweeted out this. And again, I don't know. She's an anchor reporter for Channel 12. But she tweeted out, the state fire marshal's office tells me, the damage is so extensive. Ready for this? They may not be able to ever determine the cause of the fire here at the Shikachi Law Firm office. They're still putting out hot spots at the back of the building. Now, I can tell you that it's very obvious that the fire was started in the back. I am also telling you there's something very suspicious here. And less than 12 hours later, now folks, right now it's 1223. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And... There's something very unusual about this whole situation. And we're going to talk to some guests coming up. But the state fire marshal's office tells me the damage is so extensive, they may not be able to ever determine the cause of the fire. Does anyone really believe that? Who's investigating? I believe, I believe within either today or tomorrow, I am telling you right now that the FBI is going to be called in on this. At the very least, the state police need to be involved here. Why would the state fire marshal say, I'm not sure we're going to be able to determine the cause? Folks, do we have to mention, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this on, you know, in 1989, Pan Am 103 coming back from Lockerbie, Scotland, they, they were able to tell that, that a bomb took it down. They went, you know, on the ground in Lockerbie, Scotland and found the little explosive Think of the different investigations that they're able to piece the whole thing together. Whether And these are bombs, by the way. Oklahoma City, Lockerbie, Scotland, Scotland, excuse me. 9-11 was a little bit different. But many times, some of these attacks and things like that of that nature, they're able to, hey, the, the, you know, the most popular, famous, if you will, fire in our area was the Station Nightclub fire. And they were able to reconstruct all of that. And tell you exactly how that started. Why is it the less than 12 hours after the fire, the fire marshal saying, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to tell. Why would you say that? And and listen, 
the back of the building is damaged and the whole thing is severely damaged with smoke. But isn't it a little odd that the fire, listen, I don't know who did this. I, I don't know who was involved here. But I'm telling you, the way, if you look at it, and if you go to, again, the website, petro.com and I have all the footage up. You know, they're filming it. I was there filming the back before they were. Uh, but if you go to the back, it obviously, somebody started the fire in the back of the building. And I was told that there was someone there as recently as, um, you know, as recently as like 6 o'clock, there was still someone there. So I find this whole thing very, very odd. And again, I, I'm not going to point fingers. I know there's a number of different people listing right now that are ready to react. They think I'm going to point fingers. I'm not. But this I will tell you. And I'm not a fire investigator. Listen to me. What time is it? It's 1226. I'm telling you right now. I am telling you that was arson. I don't know who set the arson. But let's just step back for a moment. When's the last time a law firm in Rhode Island was on fire? Uh, let's see. Never. When's the last time a Warwick law firm was on fire? Never. So of all the law firms in Rhode Island and all the different buildings, just somehow the law office of the new Speaker of the House, Joe Sakachi, catches fire while he's at the Rhode Island State House. And by the way, the, the buildings, these are not old buildings. I mean, they're not brand new. But they're not like Pawtucket, Fall River, Providence, right? New bit like 20 years old. I mean, it's usually like from the 50s. It's maybe was built in the last 20 years, but it's a, a nice building. Are we to believe that the, the new speaker, what he, what the building wasn't up to code? Those buildings have sprinklers, right? Uh, I, I want to know about cameras. Now, there's two different ways to get there. You can approach from the back. Or you can approach from Bald Hill Road. Uh, it's pretty quiet around there. I'm sure it's very quiet at night. But why did, you know, the fire started in the back. His office is in the front. Fire started in the back. Very, very odd. So she tweets back at me. I put nice reporting. Question for the fire marshal. When was the last time there was a fire at a law firm and they couldn't determine the cause? Never. The fire was less than 12 hours ago, and they already can't determine the cause. So then Kate Walsh from Channel 12 tweets back at me. They're still very much investigating. Listen to this. Don't jump to conclusions. They haven't ruled anything out as far as they know. They said the damage could be bad enough that they can't figure out a cause. But the official cause hasn't been determined yet. Well, why are they floating that out as a possibility? It's called you kind of laying the groundwork here. State. She put out, State Fire Marshal's office tells me the damage is so extensive, they may not be able to ever determine the cause of the fire at Speaker Sakarchi's law firm. Why would you say that? Why wouldn't you say, listen, the fire just happened less than 12 hours ago. We are still investigating. It's still smoking. Didn't say that, though. Nope. Didn't say that. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Wouldn't you know? New update, Providence Journal just posted this story. Now, this is interesting, folks. Little notice sentence in state law has big implications for firefighter overtime in Rhode Island. Now, right now, it's 1229. Whatever you're doing, listen to this. 
Warwick Mayor Frank Picosi recently asked his administration review a practice that allowed firefighters to earn overtime without first working a full week. <coughs> Mayor Frank Picosi says the city had setting its options after learning a bill passed two years ago by the General Assembly paved the way for all firefighters in Rhode Island to use sick and vacation time pay to trigger overtime. Let me repeat that. To use sick and vacation pay to trigger overtime. A Hummel report investigation published in the Providence Journal detailed the longtime past practice of work firefighters using sick vacation pay to boost a work week, resulting in the city having to pay hundreds of thousands in overtime. It's not formalized in the contract and before 2019 state law would have allowed the city to end the practice with a 30-day notice. Gail Corrigan, district manager for Central Coventry, contacted the Humble Report after the story was published, pointing out 2019 law says paid leave will be classified as hours worked. These are unfund- unfunded mandates. Nobody's paying for them except for the taxpayers. It's all about to come home to roost. So the 2019 mandate came in, largely overlooked sentence, tacked on to the end of a bill requiring fire departments to pay overtime for any hours over 42 in a week. For the purpose of this section, hours worked shall include all paid leave. So somebody snuck that sentence in. If I could end it, I would, because we just can't afford it, Pocosi said. He spoke Tuesday with Brian Daniels. Executive Director of the Rhode Island League of Cities and Towns. As the issue is now on the radar screen of all cities and towns in Rhode Island. Listen to this, folks. Ready? Wherever you are, 1231. Legislation is pending before the General Assembly that would strike the sentence allowing sick and paid time to be factored in for overtime purposes, but has not been scheduled yet for a hearing. I want to repeat that. What are the odds that legislation is pending that would strike that provision at the same time that a fire, a suspicious fire, happens to take hold at the law office of Speaker Joe Sakachi? Legislation is pending would strike the sentence. The state law says every municipality has to do this. Some may not have known about it. Now they're going to. The bill introduced at the request of the firefighters by Rep. John Edwards, Tiverton Democrat, aimed at three fire districts. Blah, blah, blah. Vin Regasta conceded he had forgotten about the paid leave section of the law. He questioned how hours work could be equated with paid leave. Folks, this happens many times when there's legislation. It's changed a number of different times, and then it, they finally settle on it. He says not only is that inherently contradictory, but what this legislation has done is create a legal fiction, said Regarsta. You're basically equalizing the firefighter who works and the fire who gets paid leave. Work firefighters are scheduled for an average 42-hour week working in 24-hour shifts. They generally work 24 hours. Then you get 48 hours off, work another 24 hours, then have 96 hours off. In work, a firefighter could use sick time for the first 24-hour shift, vacation for the second 24-hour shift, 
then worked two or three more unscheduled 24-hour shifts. Because the sick vacation time put the firefighter at 48 hours, all those unscheduled shifts are paid at time and a half, which means that's why that firefighter in Warwick earned over $300,000. For example, the department's records show one firefighter took sick time, 24 hour period November 17, then 18, then 24 hours November 21st, 22nd, worked two consecutive. The series of shifts cost the taxpayers an extra $824 because the sick time was used to trigger time and a half. The cost to the city is the latest is 500,000. So Representative Patricia Morgan filed legislation early this session session would eliminate the sentence regarding sick vacation time while leaving the rest of the bill intact. Warwick is the poster child, but the truth is this is happening in every fire department. This is statewide. It's millions of dollars. These guys get paid overtime when they go on vacation. They're exploiting the people and they know it. House Speaker Joe Sakachi, who was majority leader when the bill passed, said he was told it would not affect his city of Warwick. Asked if he would consider supporting the bill to eliminate using sick vacation time to trigger it. He said he would if the mayor requested and the city council passed a resolution. So, folks, again, this is, um, I mean, think of this. Sakachi is asked if he would support this, and he said yes to strike it. And out of a sheer coincidence, there's a fire at his law firm in Warwick. Again, folks, I'm not going to, I we are going to refrain. Everybody needs to take a deep breath. I'm not alleging anything. I think it is. Kate Walsh of Channel 12. I, I'm repeating your words. And then she says, well, don't jump to conclusions. I think the jumping, if anyone's jumping to the conclusion... Wouldn't it be the fire marshal that said, you know, I just got here and I know it's still smoldering. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to tell what happened. Really? Airliner in 1989 exploded over Lockerbie, Scotland. But you can't determine the cause of a fire in a law firm off Bald Hill Road. And like, am I hearing this properly? What? Who, who, who's, you know, I, I, and I had to look up the name of the fire inspector. I, as far as we know, it's not Ray Charles or Helen Keller. Like, what? You know, I, we might as well not even investigate. Watch, get the bulldozer in there. Uh, They need to get the FBI involved. And I mean, like, immediately. I mean, immediately. Now, I've learned that uh, I'm waiting to find out about the state police. What I have learned is because this has raised a lot of eyebrows. It has. So the state police have a canine accelerant detector. Canine. But the fire marshal falls under the Department of Labor and Training. So, folks, they, I mean, do I have to break the news? They need an outside investigator here. Like, are you kidding me? So there's legislation pending. Let's just be really clear about this. There's legislation pending at the Rhode Island State House. That basically would end this overtime scam where the firefighters, they get overtime, including vacation time or sick time. And just as Speaker Sakachi said he's considering it, out of nowhere, 
his law office in Warwick is on fire. And now the state fire marshal is saying that they don't think they can determine a cause. A cause. All right, we're going to talk to, hold on. I'm going to talk to, um, stand, let me just tell him, stand by. Stand by. I'm going to, we're going to get Rob Cody on in, um, in just a moment. But folks, I mean, this is like the ultimate, um, you know. Like the old expression, I was born at night. I wasn't born last night. I mean, and I know uh, late last night <clears throat> and early this morning, some people are pointing the finger at someone else. I, I don't know who to point the finger at. But can we agree on this? It seems very suspicious. Suspicious fire, to say the least. Very odd. Like I said, when's the last time a law firm was on fire in Rhode Island? Never. When's the last time a law firm in Warwick was on fire in Rhode Island? Never. So of all the law firms, and you have some old law firms in Central Falls, in Pawtucket, in some old buildings, right? In Providence, off Broadway, in some different sections. So in a a very modern, nice building in Warwick, uh, the law office catches on fire. And it's that of Speaker Sakachi who's considering legislation to end an overtime gaming of the system, which has reaped millions of dollars. I suppose it's possible that it's a coincidence. Folks, I want to remind you about J. Perry Paving. Call them today for your paving present. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving. Call them today at 732-1730. Now, if you're a veteran, you can really save money with J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. 732-1730, 401-732-1730. Look for them on Facebook. They do a great job, especially whether it's a brand new paving project or if it's in fact, um, maybe it's it's just patchwork. But you want J. Perry Paving. Call them today at free quote. 732-1730. All right, let me get Rob Cody on the line just for a moment because I, I find this whole thing uh, very, very odd, as I said, to say the uh, very least. And he is an um, activist in Warwick. He knows the Warwick Fire Department uh, pretty well. I'm sure he's familiar with the Ken. But there he is. Hey, Rob. John, uh, folks, all right. Joining us on the John DePietro Show right now is our friend Rob Cody from Warwick. Uh, good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, John. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Rob. Now, Rob, you got to admit, uh, we're not pointing fingers here. And yes, this should be in a complete investigation. But doesn't this seem a little odd to you um, where Speaker Sakachi's law office is in Warwick? That's a nice section. That's a nice street, uh, good building, certainly not an old structure. And suddenly... Uh, someone sets the building on fire from the back of the building while there's pending legislation regarding overtime for firefighters in Rhode Island. Don't you find that a little odd? Well, you know, John, I think it was also coincidental that when Ken Block came out publicly uh, a year and a half ago in October and spoke about our findings, two days later, his office was raided by the fire department and he was given all kinds of violations. When Councilman Lattisaw spoke at the city council about the fire budget, two days later, eight guys from the Warwick Fire Department descended upon his building and issued all kinds of violations, the sprinklers and this and this and that. So it seems, John, that these coincidences, they happen on a regular basis. And the common denominator is the Warwick Fire Department. And when anybody speaks publicly against the shenanigans that have been going on, 
for we, we don't even know how long. Can you can you explain, Rob, because it's not that easy, but this certainly sounds and the Hummel report that just broke that. So when they were calculating this overtime feature or somebody put in a line that means that you include time, including vacation time or sick time and no one seemed to recognize it. It was put in, uh, you know, Hummel. They do the story, uh, yourself, Ken Block, discover you're a firefighter's making over 300000 And as there's legislation pending in front of Speaker Sakachi to eliminate that line, um, his office is suddenly burned and, and wasted. And, you know, you can't use it. I was there. But could you just explain how they calculate the overtime since this provision was put in? Yes, son. So when Rep. Edwards put in the firefighter overtime bill and every single mayor in the state of Rhode Island except for Mayor Solomon from Warwick contested it, at the last minute there was one last sentence that was put in and that stated, time not work shall be counted towards overtime hours. So nobody caught that. People like myself caught it, Ken Block caught it. I spoke with John DePete, I'm sorry, I spoke with with uh, Joe Sikarsky on the air about this issue, and he said, oh, it's not going to affect Warwick. And I already had the official documents and the numbers in front of me. And of course it affects Warwick. So the point is, John, that there's no scenario whatsoever where a firefighter does not get paid, right? So anywhere else in the general public, any business whatsoever, you do not get paid overtime until you've actually worked the 40 hours. So these guys, they can call in sick, they can take a vacation day, they can do this prostitution method of change of shift where they don't come to work, they have a buddy work for them, and then they go to work on a private job someplace, like at the University of Rhode Island, and they still get paid and those hours count towards overtime. It has completely destroyed the system. It's not credible. It's not within a union contract. And by the way, that, that law went into effect at the end of 2019. The firefighters have been doing this for years. Right. And nobody scored it except when Ken and I decided to, you know, get thousands and thousands of documents and spend hundreds and hundreds of hours to disseminate them. And, and the fact of the matter is, John, that this behavior continues. It's unchecked. It's been unchecked by the administrations. And it's allowed to take place. And I can tell you something, John, and I have never said anything about this publicly. You just mentioned a little while ago about the FBI needs to do an investigation. Yes. And as, as you're aware, there was all kinds of rumors a year or so ago about a federal investigation war. And I can, I can tell you and substantiate that not only was the FBI conducting an investigation, but the Department of Justice was, and so was Homeland Security. Mm. And I can tell you that as fact because I was involved in that investigation and I was interviewed numerous times by three federal law enforcement agencies. They built a case of prosecution against the World Fire Department and that administration for conspiracy to commit fraud, contract manipulation, a host of other things. It was brought to U.S. Attorney Aaron Weissman and to Peter Nero, the AG, and they squashed the prosecution. I was told to my face by two different members of law enforcement that Jack Reed's office got involved and squashed the investigation. And the quote that was said to me was, 
the prosecution of the War Fire Department has nationwide ramifications. That's what I was told, John. Because these guys are taught by the IAF Union president how to manipulate contracts. There was fraud involved. There was numerous people. I I supplied in excess of 3,000 documents to federal authorities. It was unquestionable. They bank fraud, wire fraud. All these hours that they were manipulating for unused sick time, they were cutting them checks through electronic wire transfer, federal offense. So it gets squashed. Why does it get squashed? Because the IAF, IAFF donates $12 million a year to the Democrats. It got squashed, John. It's a travesty. And all that was was another incentive for these guys to scheme even further, and this is the latest scheme. It is, it's a travesty of justice. It's completely uh, irresponsible for what they've done to the taxpayers. And, and John, I mean, let's face it. No one ever will question them as to what they're worth. This is not about their, their work that they do the, and, you know, how, how important it is to the community. It's about fair contract uh, negotiations. It's about not manipulating things behind the backs of the city council. It's about doing things up front and up. But they cannot be trusted to do this because for several years, John, every year we uncover more and more deceitful things that they've done, the deception of the contract. And let me give you one one more, John. I'll tell you this real quick one. Presently, as of February, there are 23,850 unused sick days that the World Fire Department has in the bank. It's worth about $12.5 million. That's not held on any balance sheet. Right? To simplify it for the mathematically challenged, that's 64.3 years of sick time in the bank. The fire chief just decided he was going to give everybody a gift of three extra sick days and monetize it for 83 guys to the tune of $70,000. All right? When, during the pandemic, when every aspect of, of our community has been hit, and lost money and is suffering. The municipal workers did not lose one penny. The state workers didn't lose one penny. What did the firefighters do? They said, you know what? In our last contract, we negotiated. We're going to give up four sick days. But this fire chief's going to give it right back to us. But he's going to monetize it for us so we get an extra paycheck. This is the audacity that these people have. I mean, when you talk about pigs feeding at the trough, John... This is the example, and it's got to end. It just has, now, they want, they want new fire apparatus. They want new yeah. rescues. They want all this. You can have it all. Stop stealing from the children of the city of Warwick, because that's what they did. They stole from the children of the city of Warwick. And by the way, John, the documents that I have, and I'll be happy to supply you with copies of it, we're up to $2.31 million of monies that the World Fire Department has taken through manipulation and through deceitful means. 2.3 million buys quite a few rescues and a couple pieces of apparatus. Yep. Hey, Rob, I want to, let me just bring this back around, though. And again, we're speaking with Rob Cody. Rob, just a couple of questions for you. Do, you. do you recall at all, do you remember when was the last time there was a fire at a law firm in Rhode Island? <laughs> What's Come on, John, with the new fire codes, we have very None, few fires. Right? Very few fires. Very but few. In Rhode Island, I don't remember, I was told, they don't have on record a fire at a law firm. They don't have a, a fire at a law firm in Warwick. Warwick doesn't have 
a tremendous number of fires. That building that Speaker Sakachi was in building, is a beautiful building. Beautiful it is. Um, the fire started in the back. It's very obvious. I think it's odd that the fire marshal immediately says, within less than 12 hours, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to tell the cause. I find that very alarming. But, Rob, here's the other thing. What people need to understand that the Hummel report just broke open is Speaker Sakachi was considering legislation that is worth literally millions of dollars because this affects all of the firefighters statewide, across the state, statewide, right? Statewide. 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 So this is not, you know, we're not talking, this isn't just a Warwick situation. He's in Warwick and it's it stems from Warwick, but that legislation would affect everybody. So there's millions at stake. So well, John, here's something I find it very, very odd. I find it very, this, very strange. Very odd. There's a fire station a block away from Speaker Sakachi's office on the same street. Is that a right? Block away. I didn't a block even, away. I didn't even know that. Yeah, wow. a block away. Grand huh. College of Road. I believe it's Station 8. Well, Grand College of Road. I, I don't... I mean, it's, it's in, you, can throw, you can throw a softball in, 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 in this building. I was over there this morning. It's very obvious it started in the back. His office is in the front. But it started in the back, which would lead me to believe, and I don't know who, but someone went into the back of the building last night and somehow set fire and ignited the building. I mean, it's pretty clear. And it's the damage is considerable. But I just, I, I, Rob, do you think, is this a matter for the state police? Is this a matter for the FBI? Arson's a capital crime. I think they need the John, FBI in this, there. This is a matter for law enforcement, yeah. FBI, Homeland Security. Now, you're not suggesting that there may be one or two thug-like people that are members I don't of know. the fire department. I don't know. Right? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we do know this I don't believe there's nothing about this that seemingly makes this uh, seem normal in any way. It's very, very unusual. It's reasonable to assume based on the past practices, the intimidation that's taking place with the war firefighters, the harassment. I've been harassed. Former Councilman Kushman's been harassed. Ken Block. Anybody who speaks out against them gets harassed by numerous people. I've been threatened by them. It's reasonable to assume that someone's trying to send a message. And quite frankly, I can tell you because I know Joe Sikachi. This is a guy that keeps everything meticulous. Yes, yes. Meticulous. Everything is meticulous. Car, house, files. Office. Meticulous. Everything. If there was anything out of order, it would have been noted by him and immediately rectified. Yeah. Hey, Rob, we're going to leave it there. Great job. I will talk to you again off air. Rob Cody. Thank you, Rob. Okay, folks, there he is. The guy is uh, very, very knowledgeable right here on the John DePietro Show. And I want to be very clear, folks. Right now it's 1252. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers. I will say this. I find this certainly seems like arson. Um, this, This seems very, very strange, to put it mildly. Very, very odd. There's nothing about this. And I know someone could say, hey, fires happen all the... Well, no, they don't. Fires, where do they happen? It's usually uh, someone with the stove. This is... And I want to be also very clear. This is no reflection. Firefighters do have a dangerous job. And they do go into the flames. And, you know, they do save people. 
and and I'm I'm in no way casting aspersions. I'm saying this is the new Speaker of the House. He is a very interesting piece of legislation that has appeared in front of him. It seems to be a line that no one remembers being slid in. It really comes from, and we're going to talk to Ken Block next hour. Ken Block with Jim Hummel and the Hummel Report. But this, like I said, um, and then the state fire marshal comes right out and says, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to tell what happened. Why would you say that? That I find that very difficult to believe. It's not a complicated, you're not talking about like a um, manufacturing plant. You're not talking about an area where maybe there's a warehouse or there's different chemicals or, I mean, this is, um, when's the last time they weren't able to determine the cause of a fire? If anything, I, I think they've gotten very, very good at it. So I found that comment odd. And the clapback from the reporter of Channel 12 telling me not to jump to conclusions. Well, it would seem that the state fire marshal is jumping to conclusions. I'm reporting what you what he said. I'm reporting what you said he said. He said, right now, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to tell what caused it. I said, wow, that seems early. And then she said, well, let's not jump to conclusions. Well, isn't he jumping to conclusions? Bizarre. Folks, personal injury law. Right now, good afternoon again. We're going till 2 o'clock. This is a developing story. I have the video right on the website, petro.com. Uh, my phone is buzzing right now. I know there's people with information. I cannot talk until the one o'clock news. But and I'm going to have more this afternoon. This is what are the odds? Let's just play that. What are the odds that a law firm catches on fire? What are the odds that a law firm in Warwick catches on fire? What are the odds that the law firm of the new Speaker of the House, Joe Sakachi? Would it catch up? How many lawyers are there on Rhode Island? Last night, how many law firms have torched to the ground in Rhode Island in the last 20 years? None. So suddenly, the Speaker of the House, with a controversial piece of legislation that he's open to, eliminating those words, and suddenly there's a fire at his office. Very, very strange. But I want to remind you about Jack Calvino, personal injury law. He's a fighter. Remember what we say, fight back. Call Jack. Call Jack Calvino today, 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite. You need a fighter. You're entitled to get what you're entitled to. Remember, fight back. Call Jack. Attorney Jack Calvino, 401 785-9400 785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Now, folks, you hear me mention the website, depetro.com. Don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call Mike CP today. Request a free quote, SOLE Source Restoration, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Folks, it'll never be cleaner then with SOLE, Soul Source Restoration, and online at Soul, SOLE, Soul Source Restoration.com. And they do it all. Uh, I find this whole story very, very odd. And it's a developing story for those that are just tuning in. The fire broke out last night. This thing is, um, is very odd that you have a new speaker, and that is 
Um, Joe Sakachi has a Warwick law firm, and and it was a pretty bad fire. Two alarm fire last night, at least two alarm, if not three, and but definitely a two alarm fire. And the story is developing because now we're finding out that there's a little bit of of a trail. Um, there's little notice sentence in state law has big implications. So again, I want to give credit to Jim Hummel, Humble, who's um, really doing tremendous, tremendous work with his reporting. But so apparently they broke the story, Ken Block and Hummel, regarding the practice of Warwick firefighters using sick vacation pay to boost a work week, resulting in the city had to pay hundreds of thousands in overtime. So then as they start to dig into it, they find that 2019 law that went into effect, there's a line, a little line that no one seemed to notice that instead had to do with uh, that, that you could use sick time for the first hour shift and or vacation time. So I'm not trying to. So right now, now this is new. There's legislation pending. That would strike the sentence allowing sick and pay time to be factored in for overtime. Hasn't been scheduled yet for a hearing. So as there's legislation on that, somehow House Speaker Joe Sakachi's asked about it and said, yeah, I would, uh, I would consider it. It could save the city of work hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if um, to eliminate using sick vacation time to trigger overtime. So, yeah, if the mayor requested city council, well, the mayor's already requesting it. So suddenly, as he's considering it, his fire, his office was set on fire last night. Very odd. All right, folks, it's 1259. It's John DePietro. No, next hour, I am going to talk to Ken Block. Next hour is radio only. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have a lot more to go. This is a developing story. Again, arson investigation underway House Speaker Joe Shikarchi's law office in Warwick. We're going to bring the latest, more next hour. Right now, stay tuned. One o'clock news, the power hours next as the arson investigation heats up. This is WNRI One Socket.